Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Monday night. I hope you're well. I hope you're warm. I hope you're safe. All of that good stuff. Hope good stuff is just coming your way. If not, let me try to help you. I'll be here with you. For the next two hours, this is a four-hour show. I get started at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific, every single weekday. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Super producer and host, Ryan Hickey. He's joining us, holding it down on the boards in New York City. And thank you so much for being locked in on the free Odyssey app, your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate. Sirius XM channel 158 and everybody listening on a smart speaker. All you got to do is ask it to play CBS Sports Radio. I want to let you know that this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and one out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at WesleyFinancialGroup.com. 855-212-4CBS is the number. That's if you want to give me a holler. You can go ahead and find me. I'm all over the place, all on the Internet, everywhere at JR Sport Brief. That's for people who like to waste their time complaining in their mother's basements. I can be found there as well. Obviously, a Monday after a full slate of NFL playoff action over the weekend, we have taken time to talk about Some winners. We have looked at Mahomes doing it again. We talked about the Detroit Lions. And then, of course, we had to take a a look at the teams that have lost. Uh, The Buffalo Bills, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so in about, let's say, 20 minutes from now, I guess to put the final nail in the coffin on the season for the Buffalo Bills, we're going to have a guest joining us on the other side. Matt Perino covers the Buffalo Bills for Syracuse.com. He follows the team, knows everything about the team, the inner workings of the team. And so I'm going to ask him some of the questions that I've received here on air. Maybe not even a question. We had a caller say, oh, man, they need to fire Sean McDermott. They need to put his, his belongings on the outside of the stadium. And I'm like, well, damn, you couldn't even give this man a cardboard box. You want to just take his things and put him outside like that? Did he do that poor of a job? I mean, I look at Sean McDermott, and I think about 
I think injuries. That's the first thing that comes to my head. So Matt Perino is going to join us in about 20 minutes from now, and I'm going to ask him some of those questions. What's the status of Sean McDermott and his job security? What's the deal with Stephon Diggs? And we know his contract isn't easy to offload. You know, what can they do to help improve this team? We'll talk about it. Also, some news that came down the pipe about, let's say, 20 minutes ago, the Tennessee Titans are working to finalize a deal for their new head coach, Brian Callahan. Brian Callahan, offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals. Looks like he's going to take up the head coaching job for the Tennessee Titans. And quite frankly, I still believe that this is a head coaching vacancy that did not need to be vacant. Mike Vrabel uh, still has yet to find a home. Uh, I don't think he should have gotten the boot from Amy Adams, who pretty much got rid of him for political reasons. And you know what? When you're the boss, you can do whatever the hell it is that you want. And so she got rid of him, and she's hoping that Brian Callahan can help turn things around. Uh, Obviously did amazing work with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Uh, Not too difficult of a thing to do for a, a tandem that joined the NFL from LSU and jumped right into the league and lit things up. Uh, He's hoping to do the same thing uh, with Will Levis. And let's see who and what he adds uh, to that that roster or how he coaches the roster or what Rand Carthon does with that roster because that's what they need. The Tennessee Titans did not need a head coaching change. The Tennessee Titans need and needed talent. Let's see what Callahan can do. Let's see what they do over the next several months when it comes down to the roster. That's the Bengals offensive coordinator. And now let's slide over to an AFC North team that's actually doing some winning. Let's slide over to an AFC North team that is playing in the AFC championship game. And that is the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens knocked off the Texans on Saturday evening. They beat them 34 to 10. They were all tied up at 10 at halftime, and the Ravens ran them out of the building. 229 yards on the ground. Houston could only muster 38. C.J. Stroud did not look like garbage, but the team could not muster anything in the second half, and Lamar Jackson played almost a perfect game. 16 of 22 passes he completed. He only passed for 152 yards. Well, he rushed for 100 yards, had two touchdowns on the ground, threw two touchdowns in the air, one to tight end Isaiah Likely, one early to Nelson Aguilar. Lamar Jackson playing like an MVP. Lamar Jackson helping to turn things around. Lamar Jackson was asked, what the hell happened at halftime? What did you say? And this is what Lamar said. It would be inappropriate if I said it right here. <laughs> it would, you know. Um, but, yeah, we wasn't, we wasn't really doing anything, you know, to, to that defense. They was playing great, um, and that, that offense was playing great as well. But we wasn't doing our job, you know, um, with our unit. And second half, we went to point points on the board, started moving the ball, moving the chains, and started looking like ourselves. Who did most of the talking at that? I did. You did. A lot of cursing at um, halftime. That's why I said it was inappropriate, Ron. He is so matter of fact. I, I appreciate that. Like, he's he's just so relaxed. He, he doesn't ever feel bothered. It's just, Ryan, have you ever heard his, 
Have you ever heard him go up or down? He's just so even. He's very relatable, which is nice because I feel like at that level of fame, you hear a lot of quarterbacks maybe try to be something they're not or be all buttoned up. He is who he is, and he can't help it but be Lamar Jackson. Are you saying he's the uh, he's the opposite of a Russell Wilson? That is definitely one way to put it. <laughs> oh, man. it's I mean, we heard this rumor. I don't even know if we're – was Sean Payton on record? Nah, he wasn't on record. Why would maybe he is? He, he is a little bit of a jerk. Uh, was he on record last year saying that he didn't want his quarterback or you know running for office? Did, was that said publicly? Do you remember? I forget if that was one of those sourcing quotes right. or if he said it directly. I got to look it up. But either way, the quote was attributed to him, whether it's on the record or sourced. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't need my quarterback kissing babies, running for office, and that that is Russell Wilson. It's like, how can I go out here and win the press conference? How can I, you know, look good? How can I leave Seattle without saying that I want to leave or I don't want to be here? And then you got Lamar Jackson, to, to Ryan, your point. He's just real relatable. He's very relaxed. He's chill. He's busting ass. He's cursing people out at halftime. And then in the post game, he's just like, well, yeah, guys, I, I couldn't repeat what I said because I was just screaming and yelling. I'd, I'd love to hear it. Oh, man, w- wild stuff. John Harbaugh, I guess he ain't do too much talking. We know the game was tied at the half. You know, Lamar Jackson was getting sacked in the first half, and every time I'm, I'm looking up, I'm like, oh, man, they sent him back. They sent him back further. I mean, you know, we even saw a, a punt return for a touchdown. That was the only touchdown, Houston. And so John Harbaugh, he was asked what happened at halftime, and this is what he said. Yeah, the locker room was good. I think everybody's just kind of a little, little edgy. You know, we all we all a little edgy. I mean, I talked to him last night. Like, how, how I don't even know how we feel. None of us know how we feel. We feel we're excited for the opportunity, but we're, we're edgy and we're mad. You know, we got a lot to prove. And I felt that was kind of the feeling in the locker room at the game. And everybody just kind of just took a deep breath and said, all right, you know, it's, it's zero to zero. Gave up a big punt return. It's our game to go win. We got to go take it. Yeah, just just everybody's edgy. Everybody's edgy. I like this for Lamar Jackson. I like this for the Ravens. I it's tough, man. I mean, as we move on, I'm not I'm not dropping a prediction today. We got all week to do that. But between the Detroit Lions and their story, historically terrible franchise, haven't been here in 32 years, a uh, Lamar Jackson constantly criticized and and critiqued for how he plays and and what he does and what he doesn't do. I want to see him have success. I mean, the Buffalo Bills, I've wanted them to get over the hump for years now, and now they've been eliminated. So forget them. Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs, here they are in their sixth consecutive AFC championship game. You can't make this stuff up. And for Lamar, let's keep in mind, This was the Ravens' first playoff game here. They're the number one seed. They got a bye. Houston came off of of their last game and had to face them, God bless them, against beating the Browns and and now taking on the Ravens. But this, this was not expected for the Texans. And the fact that they even hung in there in that first half of the game to a, a tie score at halftime, I'm just like, Wow. Whoa. Like, we're not going to see this. And Lamar Jackson came into this game with a postseason record in the negative. One and three, 
We haven't seen him play in the postseason in three years due to injury. Just bad all the way around. And so, I mean, even some of the calls that that we took here on air, people are looking at Lamar Jackson and just saying, oh, well, he's 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 going to be rusty or he's going to lose or it's not going to work out for him. People constantly say that about Lamar Jackson. The guy comes out of Louisville after winning a Heisman. And he's not good enough to be a quarterback, right? The man wins an MVP. He's not good enough to win. Lamar Jackson can't win in the postseason. He can't throw the ball. Well, he's improved. He's gotten better. And so what are people going to say if Lamar Jackson wins the Super Bowl? I mean, are we going to have people who are going to say, oh, man, I was wrong? I highly doubt it. Lamar Jackson always criticized. He addressed some of that criticism. Lamar Jackson took time after the game to say, and we discussed this, it's like, yeah, nothing, nothing bothers me. Not even those people talking trash about my play. I don't even got to hear it. I see it, you know. But it is what it is. I really don't care about what people say. You know, I'm, I'm trying to win um, day in, day out. Every time I'm on that field, I'm trying to play to the best of my ability. Those guys just had, you know, had our team number in the past. But it's a different team, like I've been saying. And we just got to stay locked in on what's ahead of us. Damn, Ryan, he doesn't, doesn't nothing bother, doesn't care about nothing. Just, just shows his own thing. Yeah, shows up, goes to work, you know, throws touchdowns, runs for touchdowns, and just just too smooth, man. What are your thoughts? Well, correct me if I'm wrong. You thought it was going to be upset city, right? Isn't that, isn't that what we discussed on Friday? You're absolutely correct. I was in that camp of a Ravens doubter and Lamar doubter, not just the rust, but also how Lamar's played in the postseason. His regular season plays not transferred over. For the first half, it was definitely shaky. The second half, he looked free, loose. You kind of hear him talking about the halftime adjustments of just more mentality than anything else. It's We still got like five, what, six days away from the game? I will say that second half, watching how uh, Lamar and the Ravens offense played, tough to go against them right now. They looked real, and they looked like they did in the regular season, which is scary for the Chiefs, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs, we know about their their defense has pretty much carried them throughout the course of the season. Patrick Mahomes not necessarily having the same weapons of Baltimore holding the Texans to only 10 points. Am I expecting the Ravens to just put a foot down on Patrick Mahomes? No, it's an, it's impossible to do so. You take a look at Patrick Mahomes, and there's an expectation that somehow, some way, he's going to make something out of nothing. It's, it's going to be an amazing game. It's going to be an amazing watch. Uh, and I'll, I'll say this. I don't think Patrick Mahomes has reached the point of, Oh, man, I'm I'm sick of the guy. You know, there's Tom Brady reached that point. Well, I mean, after 20 years, yeah, it's like we've been watching you for 20 years. Go away. But I think when you're one team and you have so much success, there comes a point in time where you're the upstart, but then you reach a point where it's like, oh, my God, can we get somebody else to come through and win? I don't know if the Kansas City Chiefs have reached that point yet. I'm sure the whole Taylor Swift thing hasn't helped them in that regard. There are plenty of people rooting against them. But me, I haven't reached that. 
I find Patrick Mahomes, I, I know with his idiot brother always getting into some type of trouble, you can look at that and go, oh, I'm sick of him. I, I'm not sick of Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs yet. I, I like Lamar. I want to see Lamar Jackson. I'd love to see him go out there and win the Super Bowl. So to watch both of them and only know that one team can win, I'm I'm torn, man. I really am. I'm I'm torn here. Ryan, do you have any thoughts? Do you think Patrick Mahomes is is likable? Has he crossed over into the bad guy yet? What do you think? For me, he hasn't. I'm with you. I don't hate Mahomes. I don't hate the Chiefs. I don't hate Jason Kelsey or Taylor Swift. Like, I've been enjoying, I thought yesterday was funny. Um, I know a lot of people feel the opposite of that. But, yeah, I mean, the only really Mahomes that I can't stand is is Patrick's brother. Uh, but otherwise, for me, he's not not gone to the point of hatred like 95% of non-Patriots fans felt about Tom Brady for a majority of his career. Yeah, these dudes are likable. Lamar's likable. Patrick Mahomes is likable. Even with all of of his success, it, it's going to be a, a tough watch. It's going to be bittersweet. It's probably going to be an awesome, amazing game. I'm looking forward to it. But Lamar Jackson, changing minds. Let's keep on rolling. Patrick Mahomes, he's set, man. It's just how many more accolades can he tack on? Lamar Jackson likely to. And I know he would absolutely love it if he won a Super Bowl MVP and hoisted the Vince Lombardi trophy. We got plenty of time all week to talk about the Ravens. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We are going to take a break. We come back on the other side. We're going to talk to Matt Perino, who covers the Buffalo Bills. We'll put a nail in that coffin and hear and see and understand what they need to do to get back to this point. Because the championship window, there's been a lot of conversation about it being closed. Matt Perino on the other side. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Well, thank you, Calm Cool Collected. I try, I try, I try. All of my friends in Western New York, they're trying to stay calm and cool and collected, especially after they were eliminated again by the Kansas City Chiefs. And talking about the Buffalo Bills, they go down last night, back and forth, back and forth, missed field goal. They lose 27 to 24. Six game winning streak over, and the Buffalo Bills got a lot of questions going into the offseason as to how they can go ahead and get over 
of the hump to talk about it right now with someone very qualified to do so. Joining us on the other side of the line is Matt Perino, covers the Buffalo Bills for Syracuse.com. Matt, how are you, man? Thank you for taking the time to join us. I'm great. Uh, not a lot of sleep the last 24 hours. Uh, you know, locker clean out today, so right back to the stadium after a late night. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's not how Bills fans wanted the season to end. But, I mean, if you do think about it, you know, going back to when they were 6-6, six and six, they, they went on a pretty good run to get to where they, they finished. Uh, but, again, we're talking about uh, a hump that they can't get over, and that hump is the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, well, we've we've talked a lot about it. We've already taken tons of calls. What changes realistically can take place to help this team get to a championship game and maybe a Super Bowl? So I think something interesting happened this year, early in the year, when Daquan Jones, uh, their defensive tackle, went out, Matt Milano, all-pro linebacker, and then Tredavious White, their all-pro cornerback. You know, they had to pivot at a lot of key positions at all three levels, and they figured it out. I mean, down the stretch, they were a top-five defense all of a sudden again, even without some of their top-caliber players. And so I think what that tells you is – you know, if you if you go younger, if you bring in some, you know, scout some, sign a couple maybe uh, lower end free agents, you're probably gonna have to make some tough decisions with some veterans. Sean McDermott's gonna figure out this defense somehow. That's that's his specialty. But what I think you really do need to do is start investing the high end resources where you can in the offense. And I think when you when you watch this game down the stretch, there weren't enough weapons for Josh Allen in this game. And I know that's. It's kind of weird to say because you look at the other side, and obviously Travis Kelsey's a future Hall of Famer, and he's been great. But it's been a down year. There's not a like a whole host of weapons on the on the Kansas City side. But they got Patrick Mahomes, and he's three and zero against Josh Allen. In the, I think if you're Brandon Bean, in the next iteration uh, of what this team looks like with Josh Allen, it's got to be more playmakers. And I, you know, they went out and they got the first round tight end last year. I think you ought to spend a first round pick on a wide receiver this year and maybe even get aggressive, get up into the teens and maybe get one of those top pass-catching options because it's a good draft, but the high-end talent is really good. And Matt Perino was joining us, Bill's beat reporter. You talk about wide receiver, and I want to get back to uh, Sean McDermott at one point, too. You know, Josh Allen has run around literally like he's like he's Superman, like he's had to do a lot of the work, and I think there are a lot of areas that they could certainly improve on. We know Stephon Diggs just got his contract uh, readjusted last year, restructured. We know that yesterday, correct me if I'm wrong, I know he didn't speak to the media yesterday. Did he talk today? Are we in for another uh, you know, upset season, off season with tweets and explaining? What's the deal with Stephon Diggs? I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of hard to predict in that manner. I mean, my personal interactions with him have been great. I mean, when we get a chance to talk to him, I think he's one of the most forthcoming athletes that I've covered. Uh, I think he brings you into um, their world behind the scenes more so than most athletes do. I have nothing but good things step on days. But from a production perspective, there was a drop-off after the first six games when he had five 100-yard games uh, in those first six, hadn't had have hasn't had one since then, and now you kind of start to look at all right, what does this thing look like not only into next season but beyond? And I think you're you're going to have Stefan Diggs on this 2024. The financials are just crippling if they were to try to whether it be release him, even a post June one cut. Uh, I think you're looking at like 25 million dollars in dead cap. 
um, it's going to cost you money to, to move on from it, and you're still going to deal with that that money. So he'll be back. I think it's just about, okay, what is the next iteration of a superstar wide receiver that maybe for now you can pair with Stefan Diggs, maybe take some of the um, weight off of his shoulders to produce in the game? Because at times this year it's felt like, you know, that, you know, he he was getting force fed at times uh, because other people weren't stepping up. It was a very up and down season for Gabe Davis, who's also entering free agency this year, and the expectation is that he won't be back. Uh, but I think Diggs still uh, he's getting separation. If you're watching the film, uh, he's getting open. It's just about you know having it work within the confines of the offense, and that's another question: is is Joe Brady going to be back next year? He comes takes over halfway through the year end up winning uh, seven of their last nine games. Uh, the One of the losses was to the Eagles by three points, and then obviously the Chiefs by three points. So this was an offense that was producing, and Josh Allen uh, gave him a vote of confidence today. So there's just a lot of questions, like what do they want to be to retool this thing? Do they want to go out and maybe get a, a thunder to James Cook's lightning? I, I think one guy that's yeah. interesting to watch is Derrick Henry, uh, who's going to be a free agent as well. Oh, that'd be a hell of an addition if they added him to the the squad. We're being joined by Matt Perino, Buffalo Bills uh, beat reporter. You you talk about Joe Brady, and we've already gotten calls on this throughout the show. People saying that might be time, it might be time for uh, Sean McDermott to go. People are saying, oh, let's bring in Bill Belichick. It's like, oh, can put the cart before the horse. What are your thoughts on the status of Sean McDermott? Is there even a threat that he can go anywhere? I thought it was interesting today. I asked Josh Allen about the dynamic with Sean and whether or not he feels like his vision for what the offense should be and Sean McDermott's vision for the whether or not they're in lockstep or if maybe they're fighting against each other a little bit, uh, the, the ideals. And he put a, the, the kibosh on that. He was like, listen, he's never stepped foot in one of our meeting rooms in a game and tried to take us off of what we're doing. He runs the defense. And, you know, listen, at times, does does he want a more uh, safer, run-oriented approach to get the ground game going to be a more balanced offense? Sure. I think every coach wants that. Um, I think you've got to take into account, um, outside of, like, the national view, and look at the local view a little bit closer. This is a Bills organization that went 17 years without a playoff uh, appearance. He comes in in 2017 gone to the playoffs in six of seven seasons and so if you would have sold that option to bills fans in 2010 they would have asked (laughs) where to sign and so now they haven't gotten over the hump but i think sean mcdermott makes a good point when he says listen at the end of every season there's 31 teams not happy he's been to two super bowls before he ever got to buffalo lost both of them it's hard to do there it's usually dominated for by two or three teams and right now the Bills are trying to break through during the Kansas City dynasty era that's led by Patrick Mahomes, and they're continuing to come out. They've, they've dominated the series in the regular season, but they have not been able to beat them when the lights are the brightest. And, you know, that's going to affect Josh Allen's legacy. I mean, I, I was a little bit harsher on him yesterday. I, I didn't blame him for the loss. He was, you know, you can make an argument that he was the best player on the field. He made some sensational plays. The stats hold up. He was good because of Josh Allen. Uh, in, in fact, they were in it because of him. But the greats, the all-time greats, like the you know you look at other sports, Michael Jordan, right? Tiger Woods in golf, 
Tom Brady in, in football, now Patrick Mahomes, they, you put the ball in their hands two minutes to go, and usually they're going to find a way to win the game. And Josh Allen had the ball in his hands, and they ended that last drive with no points. And you're going to look back on that in five and ten years and say, you know, oh, that, that could have been one. What would have happened if they won that game and got on the road to Baltimore to play the uh, Lamar Jackson-led Ravens, which Sean McDermott's defenses over the years have had a lot of success against. So it's just one of those things that you might look on and you know, missed opportunities have been the theme uh, of Josh Allen's career and Sean McDermott's career in Buffalo as their head coach. Yeah, what what could have been. As we start to wrap things up, Matt, you, you mentioned the the defense, and certainly they've done dealt with tons of injuries. Milano, White, uh, you know, Micah Hyde kind of fighting through the entire season. What adjustments do you see taking place in the offseason to help him? I mean, even Von Miller, not the guy that he was, is, is he even going to be on the team? What's the deal with the defense? Yeah, so the Von Miller – situation is a lot more interesting to me than the Diggs situation because it's the same financial kind of crisis like you you move on from him and you're going to have to eat a ton of uh that last year of that guaranteed part of the deal you know he played in 14 games this this season with playoffs and he finished with five tackles total in 14 games and zero sacks and I'm sorry he made 14 million he's going to make 20 million next year you try to bring in somebody else, even if it's a, a, an undrafted free agent, you're probably going to get a little bit more production than that. And it's hard. It's hard to come back from your second uh, torn ACL. He's, he's going to be 35 years old next season. Um, a guy that has has held up uh, later into his career. I mean, high-end athlete, but uh, I just don't know if the juice is there. Uh, there's, a, there's a chance that he can, in the second year coming back from the ACL, that's usually better. Uh, and so this defense, listen, I think with Sean McDermott uh, calling the defense, they're always going to be an effective unit. they gotta find, They got to get younger. they got to find some pieces at different spots. Uh, Beans drafted pretty well on defense, but sure, a lot of questions for sure. Yeah, it was pretty wild when Von Miller got that deal. It's like six years? I mean, did it, do they know how old he is? And uh, here we are. I guess the chickens are coming home to roost. Hey, Matt, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us. Where can people follow and keep up with you and your work? Yeah, best places on X, uh, Twitter, uh, at Matt Perino, M-A-T-T-P-A-R-R-I-N-O, host of the Shout Bills football podcast. You can find it on all your platforms. Well, thank you, Matt. Appreciate you for taking the time. And let's see what these bills do, man. I look forward to speaking with you down the line. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, man. Have a great week. You as well. Much love to Matt Perino. Covers the Buffalo Bills. And, yeah, they, they got some some question marks uh, as to, to how they are going to improve. You know, it's, it's Josh Allen and his marvelous friends, except for his friends are not all that marvelous. He needs, he needs help. Uh, and we say this every year. It's, it's, he can't put on the Superman cape and expect these uh, miraculous results. He needs help. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. It's going to be interesting to see what the Buffalo Bills do in the offseason, but the, the AFC East is going to look different next year. You have Aaron Rodgers, who is probably, I guess, going to be healthy enough to play. Uh, we do know that the New England Patriots have themselves a new head coach. The Miami Dolphins are going to, quote-unquote, look to run it back. And so we're going to take a break. And when we come back on the other side, 
I want to talk about some of these these coaching adjustments, particularly in the AFC East and what might happen. Uh, Gerard Mayo had some interesting comments as well. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. I appreciate you. Thank you so much as well to Matt Perino, who covers the Buffalo Bills, for joining us on the other side of the break. I guess the biggest question is, you know, is Sean McDermott returning? Is he in danger of getting the boot? Where and how do you get some additional offensive weapons onto the team? And those are all questions that we will have leading into the offseason. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 212 for CBS. I want you to thank O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. I know we have some callers here on the line. They have some thoughts. They have some opinions. Let's talk to them. When we get to the top of the hour, I want to give you a coaching update since we do have one of the slots has been filled here for coaching. Tennessee Titans got themselves a coach and Brian Callahan give you an update on that talk about Nick Sirianni Gerard Mayo had some thoughts Bill Belichick what the hell is going on with him Uh, Jim Harbaugh was in Baltimore to watch his brother what's his deal so we're going to get into it but let's go to the phone lines let's start off with John John is calling from Buffalo you on the JR Sport Brief show what's up John Hey, John. Uh, or, hey, John. I'm John. Hey, JR. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm not JR. You're John. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing work to confuse you, but go ahead, John. Good, good. I'm probably too cut up from the loss last night to even think straight. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to answer your question quickly from earlier about are you sick of Pat Mahomes? Um, <laughs> and not, not just as a bitter Bills fan, but I definitely am sick. You know, six straight AFC championships. Don't need to see him in a Super Bowl. Would love some fresh blood. Um, but further to the point about Tom Brady, I actually, and as a Bills fan, this is surprising. Maybe not many in Western New York would agree with me. Um, but I actually am not sick of Tom Brady. Um, huh? At a certain point, you know, I'm, I'm too young to have watched Michael Jordan. I didn't really watch golf. I don't really know Tiger. You know, there are some greats I never saw. Um, but I got to watch Tom Brady in his heyday. And maybe after the first three Super Bowls, I was sick of him, maybe kind of right around where Pat Mahomes is now. Um, by the end, and then especially with the win in Tampa Bay, you know, how can you not love the guy? So, so actually, at one point, Tom Brady ascended 
the being sick of him, and he's, you know, it's amazing to watch. Okay. Uh, All right. You so were so you you I understand. I understand you and everybody and anybody in Western New York who's sick of Patrick Mahomes, who's given you the boot three out of the last four years. I understand that completely. But to Tom Brady, he also played in the AFC East. He was whooping up on the Bills forever. Oh yeah, thirteen he went to thirteen AFC championships, don't I know. Um Maybe it was the year in Tampa Bay that, that really kind of okay. flipped the switch. But Old I, man. The okay. Of the New England. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I hear you, John. I hear you. I, I There might be some Knicks fans out there who would even appreciate Jordan at the end of – or uh, oh, fans who would appreciate like, Jordan at the end. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, you appreciate the, the talent for what they do, but there comes a point in time where you're just, like, sick of them. Like, I, I still haven't met – a New York Knicks fan who forget Michael Jordan. I haven't met a Knicks fan who likes Reggie Miller. And so, you know, everybody has their day, uh, but there's, there's no, I can appreciate what Tom Brady did, but after 20 years, Oh no, man, I was, I was sick of him too. Hey, John, thank you for calling from Buffalo, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. No problem. Yeah. There's like, Hey, Ryan, is there anybody that you have watched in the world of sports where at some point you're just like, I just, it's enough of you already. Is there anyone that, that you feel that way about? Oh, a lot of people. I'm a oh, big damn. hater in sports. Damn. So Go, rivals, give us the list. I mean, as a Mets fan, I hate Derek Jeter. That's a guy oh, that he's on wow. TV way too much. No, thank you. Even today, you're sick of Derek Jeter. Even today, enough. I don't, I don't need to see Derek Jeter. Um, don't want to, yeah. See him on my TV. Go <laughs> run the Marlins into the ground. And then just kind of go off. And now, too, not just on TV, breaking down games, in commercials, too, where somehow he gets rained out. You have to drive across the country to go see your family. Anyway, that's that's one well, example, as you can tell. Big time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You 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 got a, you got a list there. Is there anybody else that's, like, active? <laughs> um, that's fair. I'm, I'm active. Ooh, let's see. Um, hmm. No, you just hate Derek G. That's okay. Wow. It's fine. You put I don't like Reggie here. Miller. Uh, uh, say again? Sorry, you, you put me on the spot. There's a lot of baseball players I do hate. No, it's like I don't like Reggie Miller. I, Reggie Miller ran by me at the park here in Atlanta. He was in Piedmont Park. There's a big old track that everybody runs on in Piedmont. And Reggie Miller, ever the fitness freak, uh, you know, no shock he's still running today the way he ran around that court running past and through screens – he ran by me in a park. It took everything in me to not put my foot out and trip him. I'm just being honest. I saw Reggie Miller, and I'm like, oh, man, I can't stand this dude. Uh, I've seen Eric Spolstra. Ryan, everybody loves Piedmont. Eric Spolstra's gone walking in wow. a park. I've run into uh, Kenny Smith. Uh, I've run into him in the park. Uh, and, you know, Eric Spolstra walks through. Nobody bothers him. Nobody Nobody cares. Reggie Miller running through the park at like, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning. It's, nobody recognized him. It's uh, pretty nice and relaxed. I should have I took my shot with Reggie Miller. You don't want to do the reverse choking sign? Oh, or man. Or maybe show him the choking sign the way he showed the Knicks fans? So he could laugh at me, right? <laughs> and know automatically, hey, this guy's a Knicks fan. He, this guy's a Knicks fan. Let me... Let me just laugh at him. I was going to say, you do the choking thing on him. You know, like I said, his, his own hands around his neck, it could be your hands oh, around oh, his you, neck. Oh, so does that absolve me of, of harm, harming the man? Do I Am I, like, now not guilty? Well, I mean, 
wasn't that like a joke when you were a kid? Like somebody grabs you, like stop slapping yourself while you're you're taking their hand and slapping them? It's not you that's doing it, right? It's technically his All own right. hands. Ah, okay. Yeah, I would have been better off if he tripped over a rock, but that's just me. <laughs> and I'm joking, folks. I'm, I'm somebody, some idiot's going to email me and go, oh, JR, so disrespectful. And uh, let's get a life. 855-212-4CBS. Joe is calling from Buffalo. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's going on, Joe? I think Sean McDermott coaches way too soft, and okay. I disagree with some of his play calls. Like, what was with that? fourth down when they faked the, the punt and they ran for it and didn't even uh, get the yardage. Yeah, with DeMar, right? Yep. Yeah, so you also want to... He should also get rid of Tyler Bass as well, because Tyler Bass absolutely stinks. Yeah, he well, he's a, he's the kicker. You can always give the kicker the boot. So you want to get Sean yeah. McDermott out of here. I, I think I've heard that one before. And I assume you want to replace him with either Vrabel or Belichick. Is that is that going to be accurate? Correct. Yeah. So mm, what? Probably not Belichick, but okay. So what day do you want them to fire Sean McDermott? Like, how long should they wait? Uh, I would have fired him today, but okay. Because they always say we'll get him at home, and then they finally played him at home, and they didn't still didn't win against them. So what's okay. the excuse now? Well, I, th- I think it's the roster. I mean, we can look at the team. I think as an overall, not just looking at that one game, it's the roster. This is a team that did when they were able to turn things around throughout the course of the season. And so I think we know that the team isn't completely ass. But I think to get over that next uh, step and to get over the hump, go to the next level, I, I think they need an infusion of-, of talent. And thank you so much, Joe, for calling from Buffalo. A matter of fact, let's listen to Sean McDermott, because one of the things that he was asked yesterday, and it's not like he's going to stand there and say, oh, no, nah, we suck. It's never going to happen. He was asked about his confidence level uh, in the team actually winning next year. Listen to this. Yeah, I'm confident uh, in, in this team. I'm confident, Josh. I'm, you know, we have to continue to grow. And, and um, I think a piece of uh, you want to you get to a game like this as healthy as you possibly can. Um, uh, that's not the reason why we lost, however. Um, again, we just didn't do enough uh, defensively um, or special teams-wise enough to impact the game. Yeah, put a, put a fork in them. Well, at least I am. I had high hopes like a lot of people for them last season. I thought that they were going to be okay this season, and they were. I mean, even when they were garbage in the middle of the year, sitting at 500, I was like, "Ah, I still believe in them that they could turn it around. And outside of losing to the Kansas City Chiefs, they won six straight games. And then they ran into Mahomes, and Mahomes said, enough of this crap. It's over for you. I mean, if we saw a made field goal yesterday, would things be different? Would we be having a different conversation? Possibly. I wouldn't give Sean McDermott the boot based off of yesterday's game. I wouldn't make a change just to make a change. The roster needs to be improved. Uh, The Buffalo Bills will win about 10 games next year. They'll get into the postseason maybe as a wild card or maybe they'll win again. And then we go from there. Don't fire Sean McDermott. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. When we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to talk some coaches. Yeah, not, not Sean McDermott. He still has his job. We're going to talk about the new head coach 
of the Tennessee Titans. We're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles head coach who isn't going anywhere. We're going to talk about the Patriots head coach who's looking to spend some money. We'll give you an update on Bill Belichick. And then how about this? As I sit here in the studio, I've been watching Joel Embiid destroy Victor Wimbenyama. We'll talk about it. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 